the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Okay, let's go down to earth. As we alluded to earlier, Dr. Cara Gustenberg is going to talk to me about trees because last week the state-owned forestry company Kielce announced formation of a new, not-for-profit wing, Kielce Nature, whose first project involves the conversion of nine commercial forests in the Dublin mountains into recreational and biodiversity use. Cara's here to explain to us what the new announcement means. Uh, before we get into that, uh, talk to me about the history of forestry in Ireland. Actually, the history of forestry here is is an incredible story because, you know, over the centuries, Ireland experienced near total deforestation of, of its forests because mainly of human activity and to some extent because of a deterioration of the climate. And, and we're the only country in Europe where such destruction took place. Um, so we can kind of blame the English really for for deforesting Ireland to use that wood for their Tudor homes. Uh, but even in 1990, we had less than 1% forestry cover and we're, we're up to 11% today. Now that may not sound like a lot because the European average is around 30%, but I think it's something to be proud of that we have taken afforestation seriously over the years. And um, when we look across the country, what's the profile of forestry in this country? Is it is it Kielce? Is it privately owned? What parts of the country does it feature most prominently? Yeah, 50% of our forests are, are Kielce owned. So that's owned by the state. And I, we're very lucky that when the Troika came in, Kielce was on the table to be sold off and Chinese investors and Russian investors were looking to buy it, which would have been terrible because Kielce owns 7% of our, our land in Ireland. So we, we wouldn't want that to be foreign owned but luckily they've they've retained that by the state and then the other half about 21,000 holdings are private forestry holdings and and those started to crop up after the 1980s when when the state started to invest less in in forestry and and privatise a lot of it. And what part of the country are we talking about? Is there some parts of the country that have better climate, better soil for forestry or what? 11% of the total country is covered in forests and, and we have a goal of, of reaching 17%. But obviously that's higher in some counties than others. So the highest coverage of forestry right now is County Leitrim at about 19%, uh, Wicklow at about 18%, and Clare at about 17%. And and the lowest coverage is largely in the, in the northeast coast, so places like Louth, Meath, Dundalk, which would have somewhere between 3 to 6%, and, and your own county of Wexford at about 6.2%. Yeah, it's generally a rule of thumb that the, the poorest land you know, mountainy land, less fertile land, would would be planted. Yeah, yeah. wetter or, areas. Or, or little parts of fields that were browse and hills. That's yeah. what we did in our own Yeah, farm. wetter areas that may be too wet to go, grow grass would grow trees quite well. So, so there's a nice balance there. So tell us about our timber industry then. Yeah, well, actually, when you look at Ireland as a potential timber uh, country, we're, we actually perform better in yield class than places like, like Sweden. So Sweden would have a, a yield class of around eight, what they would Eight, eight is there per metric tons of wood per hectare, and and we're in the twenties. So we really, you know, we say we're a grass growing, growing country, but we could equally be a timber growing country too. And and a lot of these forests are now starting to reach maturity. So they expect in the next ten years that the amount of timber uh, that's going to be available for for use will double. So this is a really growing industry at the moment. Okay, so let's talk about this specific Kielce Nature Not for Profit proposal. Yeah, well, it is. 
really good to see that the state-owned forestry company is starting to see themselves as more than just a timber producer, but also recognizing that forests have a lot of different values. So not only are they a, a potential product for us to sell on the market, but they also sequester carbon and they can help with flood protection and they can help with biodiversity. And they're also an amenity for the public to walk in. So some people get really upset when these forests get clear cut. And, and that's why they've said, look, we've done really well in profits recently. We can afford to uh, divert these nine particular forests out of production and into biodiversity and amenity use. So so nine of those, those forests now are be going to begin to become continuous cover forests uh, with more diversity of trees, not just the kind of ugly Sitka spruce conifers, but more uh, native trees, broadleaf trees. Uh, and, and that'll be the focus of their project. Um, and how will years. they get a return on their investment? Th- this one's not really about a return on investment. It's recognizing that, that some forests should just be amenity to people and that even the, the added value in tourism and people using But will they this, fell the trees at any stage? Uh, they will start to fell some of them, but but the plan is so that this will be a continuous cover and that they'll put in more, more diversity of trees over time. So it's not like the forests you see where they clear cut all of them and actually use the timber and sell the timber. So, so what are the, the environmental benefits of, from forestry in terms of um, the, the, the whole carbon sequestration argument? I, I think this is what makes forestry so tricky is actually there's so many benefits and some okay. of the benefits actually compete with each other. So so if you look at, at carbon sequestration, which is a big emphasis in the, in the climate plan now, um, you know, Sitka spruce is a fast-growing tree. It takes 30 to 40 years to mature. Then we can cut that tree and we can use those those uh, that timber for products that lock in that carbon over a long time, like building materials uh, rather than just burning it. Uh, but if you put Sitka spruce in, in mountain areas... Uh, next to pristine water, those pine needles can acidify the water and they can have a negative impact on water quality. So you need to look at other trees for improving water quality. Um, And then, of course, different trees are better for biodiversity. So maybe those broadleaf trees or those native trees are better for Irish biodiversity. Uh, So you've got all these competing values and the type of forest you you plant uh, has a large part in, in what values are actually emphasized. Okay, what is the Forest Schools program? Well, it turns out, you know, we have all these uh, these ecosystem services. They say water quality and everything, but we're also using uh, forests now for education education purposes too. So there's already three programs going on in Ireland: the Leaf Program by Antoshka, uh, the Eco UNESCO Forest Parks, and the Forest Schools Program that are all trying to bring kids into nature and have much more outdoor education. Um, and it, it's a model that's taken from the Scandinavian areas where some preschools would would exist completely in a forest, uh, and the kids would be out doors for large parts of the day, which of course is good for their health and has a lot of a lot of other benefits too. So, you know, we, we have to look at all these different values in our forests when we're deciding what we plant where. Okay. And in terms of, of public policy, I remember when I was Minister for Forestry in the mid-90s, I, I had launched a 20-year plan and I was very enthusiastic and took a personal interest in it. Where are we now with Irish forestry policy? So we have a policy called Forest Products and People, which was refreshed a couple of years ago, but it's sort of a something for everyone in the audience. So it, it looks like it took a lot of the consultations and put everything in there. And the fact is, and hopefully you know this from when you were Minister, we can't really afford to spread bet. Uh, we're going to have to 
commit to certain types of forestry and certain ecosystem services in certain areas. Um, and we can't say we're going to be everything for everyone everywhere. And, and that's the problem with our current policy. We need a big vision for what forestry is going to look like in the next 100 years. And as we've so- seen in the climate plan, forestry is going to be responsible for dealing with a lot of agricultural emissions. But we don't yet have a vision for how forestry will achieve that. So what are you looking for? Well, I is think, it more planting or what? I mean, I think more planting is, is part of the goal. We need to get from that 11 to 17%. But what's probably even more important is how do we use these products? So if we cut the forests and then we burn them right away, we release that carbon into the atmosphere anyway. So we're not really sequestering carbon at the level that we've committed to in, in the climate plan. And what we need to be doing is really deciding how are we going to use that timber to lock in that carbon for generations to come? So using timber as a building material and more and more that's being done in places like Vienna and Norway. Norway just um, built a 24-story building completely out of timber. Vienna is about to build the the tallest uh, timber structure in the world, timber skyscraper. So kind of prioritizing timber as a construction material as opposed to things like steel and concrete, which which actually release a lot of emissions in their production and don't sequester carbon, um, is something we probably need to put into our long-term planning. And uh, politically, uh, there's an event coming up on the 8th of July. Yeah, um, Forestry Industries Ireland is a is a new group. Uh, it's an IBEC member, and it brought together all the companies across Ireland who are involved in forestry and timber supply chains. And they're running an event on July eighth called Real Solutions to Ireland's Climate Emergency, where they're bringing together disparate voices, including my own, uh, to talk about a, a bigger vision for forestry. And I, and I think you know we do need that vision to be more than just timber products, but also looking at these other amenities and ecosystem services. But is that just a talking shop? Like what's going to come out of that? Well, they're hoping to uh, publish the outcomes of that on forestryindustries.ie, so you can check out uh, what some people like Brian Murphy, the chairman of the Forestry Industry Ireland, and Pekka Kaupu, who's a professor in, in Helsinki, and Hildegard Nocton and Richard Bruton have to say, and, and hopefully this will be the starting point of, of seeing forestry as more than just a, a timber production mechanism, but also working it into things like the climate plan and the biodiversity emergency. Okay, well, certainly, I mean, the only negative with forestry is that for those that do the planting, particularly for broadleaf trees, the the return is just so slow. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, and, it's, it's, it's and I think particularly north for farmers of 50 now, years, yeah. if they want the investment, they have to commit to converting that land for life, which is probably yeah. impractical and we like need to if change I was, you know, If I was telling you, look, I, I've got this bond I want you to invest in, yeah. come back to me in 50 years' time and I'll yeah. pay you, you, you'd, you'd shrug your shoulders. Yeah, well, a that's, sit, that's a real a issue. A Sitka spruce is a 30 to 40 year investment, but yeah. I mean, that's a pension for a young farmer. And yeah, so, no, but the, the, the point is this, that you're, you're not too keen on those varieties, are you? Well, I think we're going to have to have a mix. So yeah. I, I think it's... Realistic to say, unrealistic to say, we're going to have oak, which takes 120 years to mature uh, everywhere in Ireland. So we're going to have to have compromises and trade-offs across the whole thing. But we also need to diversify because we're putting ourselves at huge risk by having only Sitka spruce. And there is a Sitka spruce beetle in Wales right now uh, that will cross the pond, you know, at any moment. And what does it and, do? Does it kill? And it, it could potentially wipe oh, out our Sitka crop. So we have to start diversifying okay. from a protection point of view too. All right, uh, that sounds scary. Uh, Kilcher nature is the new not-for-profit wing and it's going to incorporate a number of forests, nine forests in the Dublin mountains. Let's just note its progress and the public can enjoy. Uh, my thanks, as always, to Dr. Cara Gustenberg for this Forestry Talking Trees session of Down to Earth. Thank you.